uh, welcome to No Highway Option. It is the cinema pod. Uh, it's not No Highway Option now. It's Snow Highway Option because it's December. The cinema podcast where we answer the one question that applies to every holiday movie. Is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The Pacifier? But it's cold. Yeah, which is not a holiday movie. Like, they don't do a single holiday in it. I guess I've always connected it with Easter because of Sound of Music. That's when it was always on TV, but... That's a pull. That's yeah, a I know. Interesting it's, it's, pull. It's, a, it's a weird pull, but... It also does have, like, a... It has, um... And I don't know if this just, like, applies to all of the, like, mid-2000s, like, you know, family-friendly comedies, but, like, I always associate that, the vibe that a movie like The Past Fire carries with christmas movies okay just like it's it's got the christmas vibe you could put that on at christmas and i'd be like yeah hell yeah Mm, it's got the story of most christmas movies of like this grump his heart melt and then he's not a grump at the end which is you know just a christmas funny baby the sequel could be a christmas movie it could i hope it is (laughs) anyway um i'm connor i'm one of your hosts and uh, when I was a kid, we would always sled at these two really big hills right outside my parents' neighborhood, and I would share all of my fun memories, but there was like a sewer hole at the bottom of one, but it was a little bit raised, and I did so many like jumps and hit my head off that so much, I don't remember all of it. Nice, nice. Uh, oh yeah, we love a little sledding-induced CTE. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, just call me Connor Tua, Tua, just what? Tua. The last name is hard. The Dolphins quarterback. Anyway, I'm your other host, Luke. Um, I, when I was when I was real young, I used we uh, we lived in one town where there was uh, there was two schools. One was up the hill from another one. It was called Fisher Hill. Um, so you used to go sledding on that hill, and I have this vivid memory of being a kid. And there's like a there's somebody had built like a hump in the middle of the hill. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to hit that. And I did hit it. Uh, and I'm sure that I, it's like not as much air as in my memory, but I do remember being high in the air and then plummeting like a rock. I hit the ground so hard that one of my boots came off and <laughs> flew down the ice. How did you land? That's like the boot just yeah. shot forward shot off my foot. Boom. Like, did you 20, land on your heels? 20 feet across just... the snow. Just fucking boom. Tiny feet? Like, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how the physics all, like, work together for you to lose a boot we were falling, while sledding. You were falling so fast that, like, your socks fell like off, a, so it was smaller? Like, like, not an arc. Like, I remember going up like just and then just coyote, flat bang. down. Just boom. Oh, okay. Ass kind of was it? boot off. <laughs> this, could be the, this could be the missing link in this story. What kind of sled was it? Was it like it was one of the a, long plastic ones? Was it like a circular boy? It's like a circular okay. inflatable one. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you, you can get, one. you can get, yeah, you, you can, you can reach insane speeds on that on those bad boys. <laughs> yeah, and we have a special guest with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Josh. Uh, I'm most famous for being Taylor Cohen's uh, partner, um, who is uh, a two-time alumni on this wonderful broadcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just here to, to talk about one of my, like probably my second favorite Christmas movie. Oh, wow. Uh, and, uh, and to crack jokes. So. Hell yeah. That, yeah, that's what we have people here for. And today, if you couldn't tell from our intro, we are talking about the 1989 film 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, given to us by Nick Cherry. <laughs> Sorry, that's my that's my little, fanfare. Little, I fucking love this movie. Little applause break. So yeah, Josh is already a fan. Uh, is, what's our history with this movie? Yeah, it's a classic. I just remember there's one Christmas. I was like not a kid. I was an adult. I think I was home from college on break. And it was like ABC was jamming it down your throat. Like every day you could turn it on and then you would change the channel and you would come back and it would still be on. Um, hmm. But it's not, and it's on a lot. It's still on a lot, but I never remember a time where it was on that much. Yeah. Maybe it was it's, like it, the, I, an anniversary or something. Maybe. I Yeah. It, I, I feel like either this is like a Mandela effect thing going on or like I have the same memory because I, I have this like very like vague memory of like hitting like the channel back and the channel forward button going between a Christmas story on TNT and National mm-hmm. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation just like all day on Christmas Day one year. Yeah. Just yeah. like slamming just like a, a distended belly full of eggnog and eggs and just in in a coma, just flipping back and forth, just chuckling. That's true. I did drink almost a half gallon of milk yesterday, so yeah. <laughs> just to prep. That was it for this. No, I was just like fiending. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't see this as a kid at all. I saw it like I think I think one of my teachers showed it in high school, and like it was just on for a period, but we didn't get the whole movie, so it was like. My first exposure to it kind of like stopped at the part with the lady in the department store. And I was just like, this movie's more about boobies than Christmas. I don't know about this. The, that's the ratio you're looking for. <laughs> the boobies to Christmas, Christmas ratio. Yeah. What other movie has one of those ratios? Oh, man. Um, Story. It's more like it's more leg, but I mean, yeah, the leg. It's booby leg. You know what I mean? It's not like leg leg. Mm hmm. I, I guess Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. I think there there's definitely more that. movies oh. with a Christmas to boobies ratio. I just am blanking right now. I, I didn't come in with that prepared. If you want to, um, if you want to tweet at us a full list of <laughs> the Christmas to boobies ratio list. Well, I, I don't know. Shout you out on the show. Who knows? Yes. Bring it. Definitely expert. feels like a list that needs to be compiled though. I, I <laughs> honestly, eager. if you look deep enough on letterbox, somebody's done it. I bet it's true. It's got to be there somewhere, but yeah, it's a new project. Why does the, why does the cartoon Santa have chicken feet? I guess that's how the guy drew it in the opening credits, but the rest of his body is not like that. (laughs) Magic somehow. I don't know. I like the opening credits though. It made me think of the pink Panther. It always gave me a, a Monty Python vibe. Yeah. Like uh just like like an Americanized Monty, um, Americanized like Monty Python vibe. But also at the same time, why did why did they get female Bob Dylan to sing the opening song? <laughs> it's like the time is <laughs> changes are coming. It's Christmas vacation. It's like really trailing off. It's like I guess it's supposed to be soulful, but I it just reads Bob Dylan to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I co-sign on that. It reads a little Bob Dylan. It also reads like they're trying to do Holiday Road, but like make it Christmas. Oh, and that's yeah. my biggest disappointment is I really like Holiday Road. And I was like, they got to play it in this. It's the icon. And then they didn't. And I was so upset. Yeah. 
I mean, that, that intro is absolutely classic, though. It doesn't... I almost feel like somehow, some way, a, a movie made with real people doing real shenanigans is somehow more unhinged and just batshit crazy than the animated opening with, like, Santa with chicken feet. And it's just... The, the animation does not do the movie justice. Yeah, just it's a, yeah the fucking the soup movie with uh, Danny DeVito and um, Matthew Broderick. Deck the halls is not the soup movie to anyone but you. <laughs> Listen, it's the movie. What? <laughs> it's not I the only, movie we're here to talk about. I only but. know this because he said this exact thing multiple times throughout our friendship. Uh, well, there was a there was like a. A canned food drive um, when I was in high school, and so we got to see that movie for soup. Um, and that's I always have those two things tied together. I started Wait. watching that the other day, so- and I couldn't get past ten minutes. I was so bored. Not very good, but you know, for the price of soup. I'll, I'll, I was about to say the way you, the way that you just told that story implies that like you were there to like benefit from the food drive. But like the price of entry was to watch Deck the Halls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like this is a charitable act, but right, like you know, it, it may you got to pay the toll. <laughs> is the charitable act that I was donating the food, or was it like I had to pay the toll of watching that film to deliver the soup to people in need? I don't know, man. You tell me, <laughs> please, sir. Can I have some more? You got to watch Fred Claus if you want second. <laughs> Fred Claus, I think better than Deck the Halls. We don't need to go into that, but <laughs> does that mean you disagree? I, I don't know. I was bored it's with Deck the, disapproval. I was yeah. bored with Deck the Halls. Fred Claus was actively bad, so like, yeah, I don't know. They it has the support group. Support group, pretty funny. Paul Giamatti is Santa's great. I know we talked recently about Hollywood Shuffle and about how that was a sketch movie. This is also very much a sketch movie. Like, it's just... I can see that. One holiday sketch after another with a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of the through line of family vacation. What could go wrong? Everything. Yeah, but, yes, it is a sketch movie. However, um... And I, 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 I had to take notes on this because as I, as my little like miswired brain was watching this movie, I was watching how all the sketches like connect together, mm-hmm. like some like Tolkien epic. <laughs> and, uh, it is just the, the, this, this movie is, is like damn near perfect comedy writing. Just like where the callbacks stop being callbacks. And it is just like, you are, you are witnessing storytelling through like, sketch prop comedy mm-hmm. um yeah. and 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 i would love to give you an example if i may okay um i've had to write a five paragraph essay to jot all this down <laughs> to keep it all straight but all right so picture the movie in your head because we have to run through multiple scenes to reach the punchline and like the climax the the, the climactic punchline of the movie right is 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 the explosion at the very end and like santa flying off uh, and you see the the Christmas lights, which are just like the irradiated fumes mm. of Uncle Eddie's RV, right? Um, and and he and he just stands there, just like so proud of himself as the credits roll, and it's great. To get there, though, you have to watch the entire movie to keep track of how that even takes place, right? So 
here's the sequence of events that leads to the very the last joke of the movie, right? So Clark gets pissed because the Christmas lights aren't working. So he beats the shit out of the Santa and sleigh that eventually he beats the shit so hard it makes it to the curb as trash, right? Mm-hmm. So step one. Later, uh, we see that's like you 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 don't see that happen until later when Uncle Eddie is like putting throw or uh, Clark's throwing the sled out to the curb that he just like totally fucked, um, and Uncle Eddie is like emptying the septic tank. The first time you see it. To connect, like it, you're you're starting to put the joke together in your mind of what's about to happen. Uncle Eddie's emptying the septic tank, and Clark's like, "You shouldn't do that." As he's throwing the sled out, and you see the Santa for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then, oh god, I should have made this bullet points and not a fucking paragraph. I can't read this. <laughs> um, any any, oh yeah, and Clark makes a comment. He's like, "You wouldn't want to light one wouldn't light, wouldn't want to light a match anywhere near that mm-hmm. drain." And then the climax of the movie, forty five minutes later is uncle Lewis lighting his cigar and it all just comes together. It takes, it takes a fucking hour and a half to tell that one joke. Yeah. And there are so many other jokes like this in the movie. It's awesome. I love it. And they always distract you with like the setup being in the background. Cause like, I don't want to say the yeah. prestige, but like you, you're distracted by uncle Eddie doing the shit thing. And then like, you don't notice it's in the trash. Cause he picks up the flying disc with the huge burn in the bottom. And you're focusing on that. Yeah, It's just, it's just jokes on jokes on jokes. It is just like this. The, the, the joke to second ratio is high mm-hmm. and the through line of all the jokes is great. I I'll say it. I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. This yeah. is the Lord of the Rings of comedy movies. I'll say it. <laughs> The the franchise or just yeah, this one? All vacation. <laughs> the lo- it's it's it's. I'm not talking about the movies. I'm talking about the books. I'm talking mm. about the Hobbit. I'm talking about the Cimmerillion. Okay, it's all. This movie is all of that. I mean, I'm just gonna have to take your word for it because I've only seen two Lord of the Rings movies, and like never touched the books. So, but yeah, it's sure, fine, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, young Sheldon's a popular show. Young Leonard is in this movie. He's rusty. It's fun to be like, oh, that's Johnny Galecki. Cute. Why did you roll into it with young Sheldon? Because my note is, look, it's young Leonard trademark. <laughs> because I write jokes for me. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen young Sheldon. I watched. I never, get- I've barely seen the Big Bang Theory. So I liked Big Bang Theory in high school. And then I graduated and I went. This was never funny. Why did I like it? And then I watched one episode of Young Sheldon this week, and I was like, I don't know how this has seven seasons. This is the most boring thing I've ever witnessed. Wait, Young Sheldon has seven seasons? The upcoming one and the last one is its seventh. Yeah. Things can just run on network TV and like forever. People don't talk about them that much, but like there's like, what, 50 seasons of NCIS or whatever? Not NCIS, unnoticed. Kind of fucks, though. At NCIS, there's a lot. Um, I, I will say I have seen most of season six of Young Sheldon through TikToks on Facebook. TikToks In that order. on Facebook. Yeah. What, I, what do they do? They call them something else? Facebook just, reels. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> Which are also just Instagram reels, right? Yeah. Or are you seeing are you seeing reposted TikToks of Young Sheldon on Facebook? I will say that I have never seen them on actual TikTok. 
oh, I'm getting them on actual TikTok now because I think it's because I watched one episode of Young Sheldon and complained about it and my phone heard me and went, you want more? Uh, I just think like, I I have no interest in Big Bang Theory. I think that um, it seems boring. Um, But for some reason... The, all the ways that the the adult man is boring, those same mannerisms in a child can be funny. I don't know. I, I didn't laugh. <laughs> Dude, am, I, am, I, am I allowed to say something without anybody getting mad about what Luke just said? <laughs> go ahead. Please go See, on. Brother, brother, you were just like, man, autism in grown men is like not funny, but in children, that shit is so good. It's comedy gold. <laughs> well, you know, that wasn't exactly it. <laughs> well, anyway, getting, I'm getting, I'm getting criticized off screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> We can cut that if you want. It's fine. Absolutely. Hey, it's up to you. It's, it's, it's your show, man. Well, we'll discuss it. Just, I'm just saying, like, you can't, you can't have a character written like that, acting that way, without like, like, I don't know. You're, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if either of you are like anime fans, but it's like, you know, the overpowered like anime character trope of like, you know, you want to see yourself in in the power fantasy mm. and uh it's the same thing for sheldon and you know kids who are bullied in high school i did it i did it that was why i wanted to watch big bang theory and i was like this is not funny yeah uh <laughs> it's, we- i always go back to that one um it's it's like that short clip of where he says the fuck you where's the joke yeah there's have you uh, seen that there's a clip that went around no. a while ago of a guy just watching it and the clips like the one guy's walking around and he's like we will have a Game of Thrones style death, ma- death match for Doctor Who's TARDIS on the battlefield of Thundercats versus Transformers or some shit like that. And the laugh track goes off and the guy pauses the video and goes, fuck you. Where's the joke? You just named shit. It's true. Yeah. It's true, though. We can get back to <laughs> Christmas vacation uh, just to put one button on it. If you Google Sheldon Cooper autism, according to the producers of the show, he's not autistic. Do you think that's a common Damn. Google or? I don't know. Is that like you already had that flagged for this or? No, I. You watched me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of like you type in one letter on your keyboard and it. Well, says now like, yes. If I type in is. if I type in S, it'll be like show times for some movie Sheldon Cooper autism. <laughs> like if Google was a guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Man. It's, like, it's like those. It's like those. When I die, delete my browsing history memes and Connor's history. It's just like, does Sheldon. X character from Big Bang Theory have X mental illness? Yeah. <laughs> just, just down, just down a list. I just want to have just a definitive ranking, <laughs> as if it was like just really plaguing you all night. Like every night, you wake up with a different one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Christmas Vacation, of course, is a vacation movie. They always have to open with a car. They do all the stuff in the car. Uh, What's scarier, this log truck sequence or Final Destination Two? Kind of. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say uh, Jeepers Creepers. Okay. If, if Jeepers Creepers did not steal the entire intro of that movie from Christmas Vacation, I would be I'd be surprised. <laughs> it's the same thing, shot for shot. You can't convince me otherwise. He's not wrong. Yeah. No. From what I remember. <laughs> 
I mean, the trucks, the trucks, a little less murdery, but only like a little I, bit less. Yeah, slightly. It, I, for for a movie that's not horror, the truck and Christmas Vacation is too murdery. I feel like if yeah. you skipped the animated opening credits and just started right there and had no idea like who Chevy Chase was, you'd think this was the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Because yeah, that car is out and ready to murder them. I'm I'm surprised that never came back at the end. The guys in the truck. Yeah. Like somehow they were connected to like <clears throat> not his boss, but like they knew cousin Eddie somehow or something. Yeah, those are yeah. guys who know cousin Eddie. Yeah. Um Yeah. It would be it, it it is it is I never even thought about that. Yeah, it is kind of fucked up that it is just like generic anonymous road rage. Mm-hmm. And that's like the the kickoff of the joke or of, of the entire movie, and that's just the entire joke. Yeah, just Sometimes there's assholes on the road. Anyway, lot lots of times. Yeah. Anyway, Christmas. Also, also, isn't it funny how this Buick sedan fits perfectly underneath a log <laughs> truck? It is funny. Like a like a fits. like a puzzle piece, or like a uh, what's the Paul Walker car? The Nissan, the blue car. That's Fast and Furious One, baby. Right under the truck and out the other side. Yeah. The only uh, Nissan, if you say Nissan, the only thing I'll think of is Altima, and I don't know I why. I think it's a Nissan, but I don't know what it is. I, I am not a I car guy. I'm an explosion guy. I don't know. Could be. Uh, it's funny as hell if it if it was a Nissan uh, Altima, though. <laughs> just like just like the longest, like most fuel efficient, least fast car ever yeah. made. <laughs> He's Paul just Walker's like, just ripping that shit under it. trucks. Uh, I like how. In this, I forget exactly what the joke is, but there's a full... Oh, Clark didn't bring a saw to cut down the Christmas tree. There's just a full Rocky and Bullwinkle timpani punchline where they're like, did you bring this on? It goes, boom. And I was like, that shouldn't happen in a live action movie. That's cartoon shit. And I don't think it happens at any point. No, it's just that. It's it's just that. This movie is full of cartoon shit. It is full of cartoon shit. I mean, the poster is like Chevy Chase getting electrocuted like he's goofy. Yeah. Like. Which uh, people have, you know, feelings of going forward. You know, I think in the beginning it was like, ha ha funny. And now it's like, yeah, fuck that guy or whatever. Um, I'm not, I don't know the whole Chevy Chase thing. I know that. He's uh, he's an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly on sets. (laughs) But like, I don't know if you watch the cast of community talk for more than 20 minutes, one of them is going to be like, oh, and by the way, fuck Chevy. My Uh, thing is. (laughs) How, you this, know, is, this is going to veer wildly off course. Um, oh, we've been on course the whole time. <laughs> uh, my thing is, they made a Dick Cheney movie. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't Dick cast Cheney's Cheney's big yes. fat round head. They didn't cast Chevy Chase. And they didn't cast Chevy Chase. They put 100 pounds of makeup lard onto Christian Bale. He also gained a lot of weight. He loves gaining and losing weight. Well, either way, yeah. he didn't have to do yeah. that. Chevy Chase was built for it. I would be really interesting to see Chevy Chase do Vice. But I don't know if he was already like... People don't work with Chevy Chase anymore. I don't know. I think that had already started by that point. So I think I have the answers here, right? So I was uh, I was on Chevy Chase's Wikipedia, as one does. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it turns out uh, he actually left Community because the writers were making his character, like, progressively more racist. Oh. And and he was like, I, I don't want to do that shit. And then he he says something to the effect of like I'm going to end up like calling someone the n word and um you know in the Wikipedia page they like you know they don't say that but I mean it's Chevy Chase the dude's eighty mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So he's like, I want to be racist. I'm going to start calling people and beep and beep. And like, you know, everyone's like, wow, this guy's an asshole. And that's why they kicked him off. Hmm. This is the Chevy Chase conspiracy theory. But anyway, my hunch is that he didn't want to go from playing a piece of shit bigot on community, supposedly. I've never seen community. Uh, he's 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 definitely a bigot, but he's like a kooky old man bigot that everyone's just like, all right, right. he's old yeah. and like we don't like him, but whatever, you know. Yeah, classic like bad uncle vibes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, very that's, much. That's so. the idea. Yeah, so he doesn't want to go from classic bad uncle vibes to classic bad uncle vibes like war criminal edition. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. I get it. I it can see him wanting to leave on those terms. Yeah, I mean he's he's funny in it. The and like the that show had its issues. Whatever. This is actually our second Chevy Chase movie we've ever covered on this. Uh, podcast. Wasn't now that, that looking like back. the fucking Karate Dog? Yes, wasn't it? Yeah, he voiced the Karate Dog in Karate Dog. That's a bad movie. <laughs> That's a what? One, one of the many <laughs> movies that we covered in the first two years that have compartmentalized in my brain of I've never watched that. I remember putting <laughs> the poster like, no, together. The pictures are Wait, still on my computer. Is, is is the movie called Karate Dog? Yeah. Yes, he is a dog that does karate. He is voiced by Chevy Chase. <laughs> Sounds sick. <laughs> <laughs> I think sick as hell. I think it's bad. I remember it being firmly in the camp of like, this is one of those movies where the, the premise you're feeding it to me and I'm eating it up. That sounds hilarious. And then in practice, it's like boring, but I don't remember the details. Neither do I have to Uh, do a (laughs) rewatch. No, we don't premise. Premise is the equivalent of like a jazz cup on a skateboard. It's just like, it's just like, you're like, hell yeah. (laughs) <laughs> dudes will look at this and be like hell yeah <laughs> Me and, and then they try to write a movie around dog. that joke hell yeah <laughs> that's how i react every time you talk about the hugh jackman balls on chin movie like it's, the things you're every time you talk about a sketch from it i'm like on paper bad. sounds hilarious and it's not yeah it's again i've seen it uh our i was in a film class in college and the professor bought it up and he was like yeah, man, like no one should ever have to see that movie. And I raised my hand. I was like, what if I've seen it three times by accident? And he was like, that shouldn't be. What are you talking about? Is that the same movie? Rooms are you in? finding yourself in where you're seeing this by accident? Uh, the first time was on purpose because I was like, it can't be that bad. And I was like, oh, shit, it is. And then the other two times I would tell friends about it. And then they'd be like, it can't be that bad. Let's put it on. And so wow. I've seen movie 43 three times. No, it was uh, uh, my senior year intro to film class with help. Mm. Well. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is just kind of in this movie. Like, they're who just, are those people? Um, they're, they're just the neighbors who shit happens to them. What, what are they? What's their deal? They're rich assholes. And it's okay. the average night- Chicago polycule, you know? <laughs> It's 1989, so like, you know, fuck the rich assholes. Sure. No preppies. Are they rich assholes from space? What are they? <laughs> they're, they're 80s rich assholes. The I mean, it does make, like, we're, we're cruising directly out of, like, the Reagan administration at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, the, the, the paradigm shift in culture is happening. We're like, yeah, fuck rich. Like, that dude's definitely, like, an investment banker. Yeah. And, and, and Elaine is, like, a yoga teacher. Or something. They don't yeah. show and their budget for a house is seven million dollars in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, they don't show him with it, but like he's definitely got at least two of those big fat cell phones somewhere. 
So how oh, they for end sure. up? He's got, he's got the car phone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. How do they end up on the same street? Why don't they live on Richie Rich Hill with Bill Murray's brother? Something something better land something Clark inherited yeah, this property house, values. Something. It's an investment. Like I I don't know. It's that's the weird thing with them because like seeing bits and pieces of this movie on TV as a kid, I was always like those are the villains. They're going to do some anti-Christmas thing and Clark's going to have to be like, nah, it's Christmas. Like, we got to do Christmas right and you guys suck. But no, it's just shit just happens to them. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like you're ruining the Christmas tradition. And it's like it it's implied that they're doing that because you're just like, you know, eating salads on Christmas Eve or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like there's no sign of like a Christmas tree in their house. Yeah. But like they don't do anything. They're just there. Yeah, there's no Christmas tree. I guess they give Clark shit. They're like, that tree's not going to fit in your house. Yeah, he's like, I'll fuck your wife in front of you. It's just like like an over escalation. They didn't do anything. Conversation you. They're playing the same character as Coach Beast in the Home Depot commercials. Now, that's how they're introduced. Sure. The whole thing is it's not going to fit. Isn't that an Allstate commercial? I thought it was Home Depot. Maybe they just are in a lumber store at some point. Could be Allstate. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I I have a I have a I had a thought as I was watching, uh, watching the movie. Um, so like you know like you know how like uh like AI generated pictures of people and stuff like that are like deeply in the uncanny valley mm-hmm. yeah. and just like they're unsettling to look at or like hands generated by ai and shit like that too many fingers seeing yeah seeing characters of seinfeld who aren't jerry seinfeld outside of seinfeld gives me the exact same feeling it's like <laughs> ai hands it it just weirds you out for me yeah. it's like well that there's a tall man next to her it must be kramer it's like yeah. no it's just christopher guest for some reason do you think AI is always lucid dreaming? Is that what's going on? What? AI is robots. Yeah, I know AI is <laughs> robots. But like one of the things to activate the lucid dreaming is like you get really used to looking at clocks in your hands because in your dreams, your hands are always fucked up and clocks are always like wrong. No, it's true. Um, yeah. And telephones don't, don't have uh, numbers on like the keypads that, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And so those are the it's weird that those are the same buzz things for like AI pictures. Uh, it's not Christopher Guest, it's Nicholas Guest, my bad. But yeah, like even the character descriptions on Wikipedia, it's just like, I don't know, they're yuppies. They suck. Yeah. And like, what What does that even mean? Like, okay, my man's got an expensive CD player. That, yeah, like, that can... <laughs> he's got a couple of them. That can be torpedoed <clears throat> by an icicle. Well, well, you say he has a couple of them. This is the 80s where like, you it know, a be good one. CD player came in like a, an industrial size wooden acme box and you had to like just a you know solder seven boxes together just to like hear music in your house yeah it's 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 one of those things that every time they cut back to them i'm like when do they connect and it's like up oh, they the icicle it's like okay <laughs> and it's like tree goes through their house I, watching and? them react to the broken CD player, very funny. Very, there's shit on the walls. Yeah, there's shit on the mirror. Yeah, how did this Sorry. happen? I don't know, but the floor is wet. Okay. 
dude, it's 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 that classic like uh, it's that classic like um, you know if you're if you're gonna murder somebody use like a use like an, an icicle, icicle mm-hmm. it's gonna melt and all that kind of shit. They just like took that thing and they were just like, what if we like destroyed a yuppie's home instead of like murder somebody <laughs> instead of the thing just flying through Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> That's like the uncut, like that's like the director's version of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, like how in the Santa Claus, one, the initial draft was Tim Allen shot him down with a shotgun. That, that was the early right. draft before they went. Let's, it's Man. Christmas. Let's do family stuff. Remember what they took from you. <laughs> there are some- yeah, I want to see the Elaine murder cut of National <laughs> Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Everything's the same except Nicholas Guest is just talking to himself the whole time. Yeah, the lights and uh, and and it's all and it's all framed in such a way that like there's obviously supposed to be someone there, but they're not. It's just darker and darker. Yeah, it's like those it's like those Garfield memes or the like the Garfield comics where Garfield's like pulled out. Mm-hmm. Ah, we love Garfield without Garfield. <laughs> Is the wife's mom everybody loves Raymond's mom? Yes. Okay. Or is it for, is, or is it that '70s show's <clears throat> mom? They're very I, similar moms, so I get them mixed up. Yeah, I there's an aesthetic. There's an aesthetic. I, I don't know if it's either of them. Uh, it's Doris Roberts. Okay, yeah, no, she was. I think she was in Raymond. She was Miss. She yeah. was in Raymond. Bang, yeah, bang, dude. When are we watching all of Everybody Loves Raymond? Oh Jesus Christ! Eleven seasons. Yeah, that's way too much. Oh. <laughs> Is she still alive? No, she died in 2016. The grandparents are all a lot of fun. Also, oh, they're great. And like, because especially just because they're just like stock old person performances. What yeah. do you got? You got overbearing. You got always asleep. You've got sarcastic asshole and dementia. There you go. Yeah, that's all you need to have an entertaining group of olds. It's just that's the the dream. Is to age into the man with the cigar and your wife ages into the woman who wraps up the cat as a Christmas <laughs> present. That's the perfect way to get us, old. But you're playing, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like how I think it's Uncle Lewis comes in and it's like, ah, oh, I got you to perfect gift. He's like, you didn't have to get me anything. Oh, shit, you guessed it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this, this guy's great. He's a dick. Dude, I also, I want to grow up to be... When I when I grow up, I know what I want to be. I want to be I want to be an old man who calls a cigar a stogie and carries it around in like a three carries one cigar around in a three hundred dollar like five cigar leather pack. <laughs> and you know, just, just smoke it inside. Just never outside. Yeah, that bring, you're smoking it inside. Bring the cigar indoors to every family event. It's just like that's how they I'm the stogie yeah. grandpa. My, get my stogie. <laughs> and you're just you're just lighting it up in the bathroom. Oh god the one like there are like the iconic bits from this movie that everyone remembers like the sledding thing uh a lot of it i never remember the attic part uh every time the attic part is like the one part that's not funny yeah. <laughs> and like it, it's like this like <laughs> deeply touching scene that like explains clark's entire motivation yeah for like yeah. wanting to do the things he does and then he fucking falls through the floor and that's it yeah, it's like he's just trapped up there and it's like, oh, shenanigans? And it's like, not really. It's just, you know, he's stuck. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
he's stuck and he finds like touching Christmas memories. Mm-hmm. That and then once I was gonna say once again, all the jokes feeding into each other. He falls through the floor, uh, and it's uh, it's directly above the poster hanging on the ceiling in his son's room. That I think uh, what his dad was sleeping there, just like wide awake, just like looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's um, it, it's it's again contributing to the Christmas booby ratio. <laughs> Well, and the best part about that too i never noticed this before until we watched it more recently that poster is like you know booby woman but then it just says george michaels <laughs> i did not i don't think I you get the coverage that. of all the things you want to see yeah yeah i mean I, I don't know about y'all but i mean that's what my browsing history looks like personally <laughs> george michael and booby <laughs> yeah those words exactly no no additions or subtractions. <laughs> uh, another thing that like another sequence where I expected shenanigans kind of, but I guess it kind of kills the punchline. There's no kitchen stuff gun. leading up to ah, kitchen gun. There's no kitchen stuff leading up to the turkey being like a completely dried carcass. Which like when that happens, it's funny because it's like ah, turkey's hard to make. It looks good. It's bad in the middle. But I was like, I, there could have been like some fun kitchen stuff. The fun kitchen stuff <laughs> is now every time you make a turkey for your whole life, you're worried that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> just fun me. kitchen stuff is just like the joke is just like mom bad at cooking sometimes. You yeah. know, I guess it's about it. And I mean, that's funny. I, I, I personally, I, I do enjoy seeing the turkey open up like it's a fucking chestburster from Alien. It is yeah. just like they, they really threw some budget effect. in making that turkey look horrendous. Yeah. And then the solid sound... physical comedy, everyone around the table pretending to chew on it. Yeah. The, the sound design of just like everyone is chewing mulch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eating rocks. <laughs> um. It's it's fun to just look through my notes and see, you know, when you have a masturbatory fantasy while just staring out the window <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> that uh, that scene, uh, I I feel is like deeply, deeply influenced Tommy Boy, and and Tommy Boy took that scene and just made it everything better than it was supposed to be. They yeah, yeah they actually had an adult who knew what was going on react to it. <laughs> Although I, I yeah. do, who's your favorite little rascal? I do like the when they pan away from him and he's just like so close to the window. <laughs> I thought that the feral girl was going to be like Uncle Clark. Do you have a boner right now? <laughs> he's just up in the kitchen window, hog to glass, <laughs> imagining a pool <clears throat> with yeah, with just a lady. Yeah, I wanted to see him like pull away to start like you know explaining the spirit of Christmas or whatever to the feral girl and just see like a a big gross streak. <laughs> just like where, where he was like hogged glass <laughs> just like this over proportional like just like you know like misty area on the window like <laughs> oh missed opportunity it was the it was the 80s what could you do you know i i, I i'm assuming because it's christmas related they wanted to like have it be pg but if if it was the 80s version of r then like they probably could have gotten away with a few of those Every single one of these movies has that scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the it's like the car racing and butt scene in Fast and Furious. Like every single one of the national Yeah. Every national lampoon dad needs to ogle at a lady at some point. Yeah, just, through a window. 
completely <laughs> fantasize. Uh, the speaking of the feral, feral girl, I get it's a Christmas movie and like you gotta have like the heartwarming, nice stuff. It does not work for me though. You want no. the children to not so, get any presents? It's so much of this movie is so Gen X cynical about the idea of the perfect Christmas that like you're laughing along with it, but then when it tries to have a heart and be like, but we're actually like kind of sweet and kind of nice, it's like. Yeah, that's the Christmas thing. I know. You're cynical that, that, and then it gets to you. But that did that just didn't <clears throat> the disconnect didn't really work for me. So who's really the cynical one? I'm, I'm not saying I, it's bad that the I think cynical. I think where I think where the movie makes up uh in the uh trying to be heartwarming and failing miserably and like having that deep-rooted cynicism, it uh in more in a more like modern context, it makes up for for being like Deeply anti-work. And I really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> like, like the the, the, behind. A, one of the climactic bits of the movie is just like, your boss fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you're being exploited as workers. And it's Brian. And if Doyle only we all had Murray. an uncle, Eddie, to go kidnap our bosses and bring them to us. I know. <laughs> I like once boss. again, in the Elaine, in the Elaine murder cut, it definitely like uncle Eddie shows up with the boss and Clark just starts like mauling him. Mm hmm. That's, yeah, that's also, I guess, a Mandela-affected thing of, like, just seeing clips as a kid. I definitely thought they beat up the boss. Like, I remember him having at least a black eye. Somehow. But, like, no, he's fine. He's just like, what the hell are you doing to me? Yeah, and he's like, ah, jeez, I guess I did sort of, you know, fuck up the whole spirit of Christmas thing. Yeah. Here's a big-ass bonus. <laughs> I do like that his wife... He's like, you know, I was thinking about getting rid of Christmas bonuses. And she's like, you ass. That's what I always remember. Yeah. She's like so worried about him. She's like, you kidnapped. You should please charges. It's like, you know, I was thinking about that thing. And she's like, you fucking pig. You cheap (laughs) fuck. You piece of shit. I mean, Jelly of the Month Club doesn't sound too bad. Jelly of the Month Club it's has not no money. financial value yeah, it's to It's not you. money. That sucks Thanks. if you're expecting money. But, but like... Does it include jams? That's the thing. Are there... Like, tw- are they using the term jelly loosely? Are there 12 different varieties of jelly that, like, would be good enough? Or is it just, like, six months of grape and six months of strawberry from different brands? But they have, like, apple butter, you know? Yeah. If they had some apple butter in there, I wouldn't be too bad. Like, if they had, like, a, a list... Where does marmalade apple fit butter is not a jelly. This? this is what I'm saying. This could be a banger gift. You know, it could be like super thoughtful. It's like, mm. Clark, you're always talking about toast in the office and how much you fucking love it. So I thought this was going to be, you know, just right up your alley. <laughs> Definitely not a pool. Yeah. <laughs> you never yeah. talk about a pool before. <laughs> you're never talking about swim trunks, but you always say there's too much peanut butter on everything. <laughs> uh. Here I was, here I was thinking I got you a banger gift, and then you put a down payment on a pool, and you can't stop talking about it. How was I supposed to know? I'm not a mind reader, Clark. Yeah. Uh, we love Brian Doyle Murray, as mentioned in last week's episode. Wait, is that actually Bill Murray's brother? Yep. Oh, that's sick. I, he, he's great. He's a weird little man. This, he has a weird. The entire voice. house just realized that's Bill Murray's brother, and we're like, oh fuck, <laughs> it's just, like. I only Three know collective minds just got week. blown right now. <laughs> yeah, last week we talked about 17 again, and he's in that, and it's just, he's a 
he's a different role, but he's the same. That's a silly old man. And then he starts talking. You're like, that's an extremely silly old man. I, uh, total change of topic, but something that I thought about as I was watching the movie is that, um, I don't, I don't, I do not know, uh, actors' names. So, and you definitely will. So please help me fill in the blanks here. But, uh, the mom is the same mom from American History X. And, uh, so now my, uh, tinfoil hat theory is that, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a prequel to American History X. <laughs> it all hinges on Beverly D'Angelo. Rusty is the yeah, exactly. Rusty is Edward Norton. Is the mom? Does she get older and do baby geniuses? Is that the same woman? Let's see. <clears throat> Doesn't look like it. Hmm. She's in the Vacation reboot. Good. Oh. I think... Neat. I yeah. see Violent Night on that list. Oh, yeah. We'll be talking about her soon, then. Uh, yeah. It, it Another... Uh, just of the cultural way that this movie's permeated, Eddie shows up so much later than I always think. Yeah. They, like, they wait until about halfway through, or in my case, until the max website has kicked you out four times before letting you watch the movie Should have uh, done hulu dude it was ridiculous i took a tally nine times i would just go through what? the movie and then it would buffer a second stop and boot me back to the home page i don't know what was going on hulu was a oh. clean watch is your is, is your like is your internet like fucked I, Not you're usually. coming through crystal clear over here, so this sounds like a Max problem. Yeah, no, I definitely... Well, if you want to get into Max problems, we don't need to do that. No. Uh, Eddie, it, t- it takes Eddie a while to show up, which is always a surprise, because it's like, what are the things people say when you mention this movie? Merry Christmas, shitter's full. <laughs> is like, yeah. always there. That's, that might be my favorite joke, is, oh, honey, have you checked our shitter? <laughs> is our shitter full? <laughs> Yeah, he 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 is the commanding presence of the entire movie. It's like the movie doesn't really start until he's there. <laughs> it, you was, know? it was all just warm up for Eddie. I actually have a a, a shitter's full story. Um <laughs> is this how you tell us the plumbing <laughs> that's a good, fucked up. That's a good way to start a story. Uh I was talking to somebody I uh had been to high school with, and they had interacted with another person who I'd been to high school with. Uh, and th- these are both ladies. And she told her the story of how she was at a bar. Um, and this guy sat down next to her and he, he was like, gonna he wanted to buy her a drink or something. And she just turned to him and went shitters full. And that's, that's the only word I had heard from her in, in many, many years. Very weird. Names have been redacted. Deeply unsettling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's not who I thought it was. I thought Evil Genius made a beer called Merry Christmas Shitters Full, but apparently it's a different company. I got nothing on that for you. That's just... uh, Does sound like a beer that Evil Genius would make. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because they love to do the quotes as their thing. I haven't had an Evil Genius in forever. Um, Anyway. The... I think my favorite part of this movie is just Chevy Chase's delivery after the bonus thing 
of just ho, 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 holy shit, where's the Tylenol? Just that one he has is so well delivered. It's iconic. It's, it, they're... There are very few performances in like comedy movies like this that are that like reach that high. Mm. Like, and Chevy Chase is at his best when he is like angry or sarcastic, which is weird for this movie to have so many like cartoon eyes bugging out looking at the camera like thing. Like, it's still funny, but that's not his strength, you know, at least for me, I think. I feel like it I feel like it makes the like the best bits of the movie stand out as mm-hmm. like it's what makes them as classic as they are. It's like you can't oversaturate that True. joke, the disgruntled Chevy Chase. Like, you know, that's a that's a that's a certain amount of currency that it's a very limited, very rare asset. You got to yeah. you got to mm-hmm. like dole it out, you know. Yeah, but it's going to hit the hardest. It's the build. It's what? The build to it. That makes it pop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. I'm just looking to see. The dog is named Snots. He's a very cute dog. Full of snot, though, for sure. Well, yeah, but a great dog. I have a I have a cat that is full of snot, <laughs> and I uh I was like, finally, some like some representation for <laughs> snotty animals everywhere in 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 this movie. Cousin Eddie, just like me, for real. It's true in many ways. Yo, can we talk about so so the you know the whole subplot of like cousin Eddie, you know stealing stealing his boss and all that kind of stuff. It's like he doesn't have money for Christmas, so he mm. you know, and he's he doesn't have money at all and he's unemployed. How does my man have such great drip? He is yeah. styling and have no money. I think he he must be a thrifting king. That blue suit. I don't know, man. Dude, I dream about it. Like he, he must've, I don't know. He must've been on the thrift store trend before anyone else was, and just was finding the best stuff. And like, what did he do before? Maybe he had some, like, you know, maybe he was like buying all these great fits, like before he got laid off. But like, you know, That's... my man doesn't strike me as like, uh, oh, we're going to go to Louis Vuitton today and pick out a new suit. Like yeah. my man was definitely just like working an oil field, you know, or some like, Absolutely horrific blue collar job. They, Clark, I can't afford gifts for my kids. I spent all my something. money on drip and lip fungus yeah. medication <laughs> for my silent yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> they mentioned something about the job. I just don't remember what it is. But like, it's definitely this. The way that this guy presents himself, it's definitely something like, like Mary Kay flavored. This is a pyramid or like, scheme, or like Coke Tycoon. Yeah, yeah. He, I think you know, was a he's like, I'm out of work, and it's like. Brother, you can just still sell drugs. It's cool. Like, you don't got to <laughs> pretend. And that just says he went broke. I'm trying to see if there's a listing of his job. I know about the job he gets after this film because there is right. a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2 Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. <laughs> what? A I didn't know this. Made for TV sequel with uh randy quaid's in it he's still cousin eddie oh. he works at a nuclear facility where he is mentally tested against a chimpanzee and he loses that fight i imagine he uh yeah he gets fired and gets in an argument and the monkey bites him 
Classic. The entire Susquehanna Valley loses that fight. That's actually a, a true story <laughs> about what happened to Three Mile Island. <laughs> I mean... Oh, and Audrey Griswold is in it. Weird. I don't... Uh, it's not something I want to watch. Anyway. I mean, you had me at straight-to-TV chimpanzee nuclear facility. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's not a recipe for a banger, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's got all the buzzwords. The, I guess. I like movie with chimpanzee. There's a Quantum Leap episode where he is a monkey. Um, what? Yeah, it's a season four episode where they were really stretching the formula. Uh, there was enough composite DNA that like, oh yeah, he could be that monkey. I think it's like an animal abuse thing. Like he has to, I'm like pretty sure he has to convince them that like, Hey, stop monkey thing. But he's a monkey, so like he can't talk to them. Can he talk to Al? Yeah. Oh. Oh, right. Al's not really there. Yeah, no. And he's not. You still see, uh, what's his name? The guy. And you wouldn't just see a monkey running around set the entire time. Yeah, right. He can talk to Al more freely than other times because he is a monkey. Anyway, quantum wave. Speaking of animal abuse, can we talk about the cat? (laughs) <laughs> she dead yeah i mean that's the joke cat dumb cat eat light cat dumb shit exploded cat honestly lasted longer um than it had any right to you know like they, how long was it in that box traveling ah, dude yeah i was about to say like that cat should have been dead on arrival but <laughs> you know it's also like it feels like something i don't know i i don't dead think cat. I don't think Clark knew that the cat was chewing on the lights, but just the way he's so excitedly is just like, hmm, I'm plugging it in. <laughs> like, I know it's like, oh, he's wants to show off his perfect Christmas tree lights. But part, part, thing in the back of my mind was him being like, oh, yeah, let's see what happens to the cat. Remarkable that he never burned the house down. Yeah. Again, another thing that like you thought happened, I thought happened as a kid when I you know, didn't catch the whole thing. That's a, I feel like, I feel like they're, um, the, the like number of bad, uh, electrical, uh, safety jokes in like movies and Mm. TV has like gone way down since the eighties. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't see, you don't see jokes about like dumb dads plugging 40 surge protectors into each other anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I make that. You had in the Christmas story. I'm actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the only two examples I really have are like a Christmas story in this movie, but I'm sure there's more. I'm there definitely is because I can very clearly see it's probably a Simpsons thing of like a bunch of stuff plugged in together and someone's like one more won't hurt. And then like, oh, yeah, it's definitely a Simpsons thing, too. Yeah, I'm seeing the same thing you are probably. I'm just saying, bring it back. You know, electricity hasn't come that far in the last 30 years. Yeah, you can still light your house on fire with like two search protectors. People still do it plenty. It yeah, yeah, it still happens. Electricity is still around and dangerous. People are still. It's truly a timeless joke. I don't know why they took it away. Yeah, I think it's still got a, a whole lot of runway to it. Remember what they took from you. <laughs> what do mo- what do movies need more of? Sarcastic Chevy Chase and people getting zapped. Electrical fires. Yeah, like that's it, dude. I zapped myself inside a freezer at work last year. I was zapped. Uh, I was definitely zapped once uh, with Christmas lights before. In college, we had them hanging up in our house, and like one of them was a little messed up, and I like went to move it, and it was still plugged in, and it like 
threw me back. Oh, yeah. Bit. It was nuts. Were you guys electric fence kids? No. You never did that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a... Oh, was, yeah. People had horses a couple of houses down, and the thing went behind our yard. Nah, man. I was told about what an electric fence was, and I was like, I never want to do that. You never that... did the blade of grass thing? Nope. Never touch it with your finger? Nope. Me either. I don't know why. Anyway, no, no. <laughs> Again, enough enough people told <laughs> totally me, and I saw <laughs> enough cartoons where like some would poke it, and then get like you'd see their skeleton and get thrown into a wall, and I'd be like, that looks like pain. Don't want to do it. This is why this is why you think Young Sheldon's funny because like you didn't. I don't think Young Sheldon's funny. I I very clearly <laughs> said Young Sheldon is boring and sucks. <laughs> Jimmy Chase never gets. That's uh, not how I remember it. I I, I I said what I said. <laughs> Luke is the one who was pro Young Sheldon. <laughs> is that because I electrocuted myself? I, maybe. Now that might be it. I've never seen, actually, this is a good point. I've never seen young Sheldon. So, you know, I have electrocuted myself multiple times. Maybe I'll think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I think mostly I like, I like the older brother and the girl from Hannah Montana. We don't need to go back into young Sheldon. The girl from Hannah Montana. Child. They're all children. <laughs> no, no. The girl from Hannah Montana is 29. And, uh, Emily Osmond. Young oh. Sheldon's brother oh, is 17. Okay. Got it. They have a baby. Yep. Comedy ensues. <laughs> Do we have anything else we want to say? Do we want to move on to the criteria before we get into another power ranking of the Big Bang Theory? Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's good. But maybe we can, we can move on. Let's do it. All right. Uh, criteria, we do it every week uh, to figure out if this movie is better or worse than The Past Fire. First up, uh, how's the soundtrack to this movie? Christmas. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's fine. I'm a sucker for the I'm a sucker for that mid 2000s like, you know, diet brand soundtrack mixed inter, intermixed with pop punk. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, the vaguely patriotic like it's supposed to kind of sound like taps, but it's not. So it's close <laughs> enough that you kind of know what it is. Yeah. A lot of horns. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I- man, it Unless you can like go back in time and insert the anthem by Good Charlotte into National Anthem's Christmas Vacation, I don't think it could ever beat it. That song, that song's a banger. I don't know where you would put it. Maybe when Eddie's Open the movie with it when they're getting run down by the truck. There you go. I was gonna say Eddie. Maybe Eddie's driving away and he's blasting it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely give this to the past fire. Like the Christmas music's good, but for all times of the year, you gotta go with pop punk bullshit. Uh, you can watch this movie all times of the year. So are you giving sure. it to this or the Bass Fire? I guess for a variety, I'll give it to this. Okay. Uh, who? What is your moment in the film that's as memorable as the Peter Panda dance? Your big memorable thing that sticks in your head? Oh, I mean, it, there's so many. It's like the whole movie is full of those moments. I I, I, I have to get it to, I have to give it to the, uh, um either either just like the chevy chase like i'm pissed off like rant about the christmas bonus um or honestly the the entire uh scene at the lingerie counter mm-hmm. with the and, and the fact that it just ends with his son walking up and they're like you're not supposed to be here yeah. and the scene ends. and he it's does just like, the camera uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah it's just like it's like horny and then the scene ends and that's it and it doesn't really do anything for the <laughs> movie it's just ridiculous look jonathan gazeki no lines <laughs> Um, 
yeah, for me, it's it's either from that scene, tidbit nipply out, or Merry Christmas Shitters Full. Like, those two are yeah. what sticks with you. Or the sledding scene. I think I saw the sledding scene as a kid yeah. with no context, and I was like, that man's gonna die. What is this movie? Man. Uh, I, I think it's the freak out. It's the freak out for me. But there's so many, like, buttons in this movie that are, like, the thing that you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even like not having seen it for years, I'm just like, oh yeah, I fucking love that movie because I'm remembering like all of the jokes, all of the bits. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's awesome. It's it's full of that shit. However, it has been a hot minute since I've seen uh The Past Fire and I rewatched it. Uh man, Peter Pan Dance is absolutely unhinged. Yep. <laughs> that is, that is the best joke in the movie. It does the it does the beating the shit out of Santa, you know. Uh, making its way to the curb and just like being the climax joke of the whole movie. It's like, that's the, the, the pacifier was written around the Peter Panda dance. Yes, the Hell perfect yeah. setup payoff. That's why it's so good for this criteria. Cause it's that's immediately when I think of the pacifier, I think of that song. Mm. Uh, who's your Brad Garrett, Carol Kane, memorable, bizarre scene, stealing, what have you side character of the movie? Uncle Lewis. Oh Yeah. Uncle Lewis. Uh, I mean, Uncle Eddie's the obvious one, but Uncle Lewis is so good. My two are Uncle Lewis or Brian Doyle Murray. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to, from here on out, give it to him every time he shows up in something. Yeah, so, I mean, Bill Murray's if Bill Murray's DNA, it, it deserves to like hmm. steal the scene for a moment. So if we ever do Groundhog Day, you'll already know what I'm going to pick. Um <laughs> And is there anything as batshit insane as the one scene sad music subplot from the past fire, which if you're listening and you don't know by now, just go watch the movie. It's on Disney plus. You'll figure it out. You'll know when it happens. Um, I I would say the neighbors, but I feel like we already covered that. Uh, So I'm going to go with uh, the exact mirror of dialogue between Clark is doing the, the sap hands and they're having that conversation and the wife is like, oh my God. you ruined, you ruined this event and this event and this event. And then they trail off. And then later in the movie, when they're standing on the yard and they're like, Jonathan Gizeki, can you help me with this shit? And he's like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do my chores. Yeah. I gotta go to the mall. As he keeps talking, <laughs> yeah. he's like, watch the car, do my taxes. I, oh, that's good. Um, I, I like that. I like the sap scene in general, just like, a the you know just like digging into that like whole the the you know the husband and wife like laying in bed it's the end of the day like they're just talking about stuff it's just like a classic thing and they just like punctuate it with just like chevy chase's hand getting stuck to shit yeah Yeah, also (laughs) it's just insane it's just great and it all and the scene just ends with no reaction from his wife with him like getting his hands stuck in her hair and then getting the lamp stuck in the other one and just like end scene. Just like, we got it. Yeah. She's like, this is the third fucking movie I've had to deal with this nonsense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 I also have to give it like my, my, my like written answer is the sledding scene. Like the fact, the fact that the sledding scene is like hinged entirely upon just like, you know, a scene in the office and they're like, Oh, how's that? chemical compound that you're working on that uh, keeps cornflakes from going, you know, soggy in the cereal bowl. (laughs) And he's like, good. You putting that pool in and it's just like mentioned. And then, you know, 45 minutes later, they're at the sledding scene. They're like, yeah, it's a carbon alloy, blah, blah, blah. That, you know, keeps cornflakes from getting wet. And Mm -hmm. then 
you know, Clark breaks the sound barrier. Yeah. We're making food stuff and it's the slipperiest shit in the world. Watch. Like, is that that much of a problem when you're eating cereal that like you need the liquid to just be there for show? That was like the whole thing in the like 80s and 90s when they were promoting stuff. It's like this shit will stay crunchy. Don't worry. It won't get soggy. Like that, then just that, eat it by hand. That was Captain Crunch's whole thing. Yeah. Am I the only one who like, you know, I consent to the sogginess yeah. when I'm like eating cereal? Like that's what I'm here for. Isn't I'm here for point? the I'm here for the Goldilocks zone of like delightfully textured, slightly wet cereal. I I I like crunchy, but like crunchy and a little wet. I don't hate soggy. I'm not gonna like get to a soggy part of a cereal and be like, well, time to just put more crunch on top. Like it's just like, yeah, that's part of life. You know, you live with it. I guess what I'm trying to say is like Whatever Clark does as, as a job, like making cereal like Some dry, food science. It's like the it's the equivalent of like what Raytheon does to me. It's like <laughs> you're a war criminal. <laughs> he works at it, the same place Eddie Murphy does in Daddy Daycare. Eddie's just in the marketing yeah. department. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a good little two old guys crossover. <laughs> um, hey, for me, it's Hog on Window masturbatory fantasy. <laughs> I like what the hog. fuck is that? <laughs> it always it it goes it always goes so hard. That scene <laughs> in any movie is just great. Goes hard. Uh, Joke intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's your ranking for this film and rating against Pacifier? Oh my! I mean, Christmas Vacation easily gets. You know, a 10 out of 10 on every ranking of like comedy Christmas movies. But I mean, it is in terms of the pacifier. Am I rank? Am I, is my is my ranking based on a, something from the pacifier or something from Christmas Vacation? Does it not matter? Whatever matter. tickles your fancy. Whatever tickles my fancy, man. I give it I give it four rocket sleds out of five. Okay. In comparison to the pacifier. And so better, worse. Better, worse. Similar to i mean gun to my head i gotta pick christmas vacation okay. i laugh harder at christmas vacation but mm. oh man pacifier is is an absolute fucking ridiculous movie it is uh yeah i give this three full shitters out of five it's it like it's it's stuck around for a reason the mix of the cynicism and the heartfelt doesn't always work but like it's fun i still like the pacifier better though um, that's fair. I'm gonna give it 11 jellies. Uh, it's not better than the past fire, but it it does. It's it's great. And now it's time to play fill it up with diesel, <laughs> where we cast Vin somewhere in the movie we just watched. He can be a brand new character. He can be replacing an existing actor. He can have his own plot line. Where would you put Vin Diesel in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Oh man, uh easily replace uncle lewis <laughs> same but, but just like but like yeah same guy same a like you don't change the character at all but just for whatever reason they cast vin diesel as uncle lewis so you keep the you keep the toupee gag and everything oh absolutely yeah <laughs> nice everything is the same vin Diesel's the only it, it's it's uncle lewis is the only insert you could put vin diesel in and like almost every joke works or is elevated by it being vin diesel yeah um for me, what's their other neighbor doing? Damn it. 
What if Vin Diesel was the other neighbor who lived on the other side of their house? And he was like, (laughs) he was like a militant Christian (laughs) and was just very hardcore in the keep Christ in Christmas part of it. So he hated Clark for a different reason than the yuppies. Oh, man. And every time he's on screen, it plays the same like vaguely patriotic music from the beginning of the pacifier. A mix of vaguely patriotic like, music and like the most churchy Christmas songs you can think of, like Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring yeah. or something. <laughs> Damn. Did you also think Other Neighbor? I also thought Other Neighbor, he was going to be a commando. Uh, so we're going to change gears here. Uh, what if Vin Diesel was the car? You know, like Dumb and Dumber. Talk. Oh, and so it's like the so it's just a skin car. No, it's like the dog car, but it's Vin Diesel's head. You know, you know, uh, the the Peter Copter. Mm-hmm. Quick to the Peter Copter, that but a station wagon, and it's Vin Diesel's head. It's the big Eddie Murphy meet Dave head. Yeah, but it's Vin Diesel. I feel bad now that Damn. I took the neighbor from you. <laughs> if that was your second one. You didn't hear me quietly say, Damn No, it. I did. And I was like, oops. <laughs> because I didn't think of this until right now. <laughs> no, it's the, he's the car. Maybe he's all the cars in the town. What if he's the RV? Ah, ah there you go. Vin Diesel's shitter is full. <laughs> specifically. Yeah. Hey, uh, I didn't borrow that Vin Diesel from my neighbor. I'm living in it. <laughs> I'm living in it. The other option is that it's not like a um, Dumb and Dumber head car. Uh, it's just like everyone is like miming as if they're in um, fucking our town. Like everyone is just they're standing in a car and Vin Diesel is just like running in front of them. And they're like playing out all the same scenes. Um <laughs> And you're supposed to know that he's the car. <laughs> you're turning this into the weirdest experimental film. <laughs> Everything else is the same, but the car scenes are just out of whack. Just fucking almost so, Flintstones, but no car. What's the implication for that when uh, when Eddie's like actually emptying it, though? It's just like hose to butt. It's like, yeah, Vin's Vin just taking just a like, huge deuces. Dump. Yeah. When he says, oh man, gotta check this shitter, he like punches him in the kidney, Harry Houdini style. And Vin Diesel just drops a huge dump. It's like, there it goes. I just like the implication of the way you said that was that Henry Houdini shitted himself to death. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for coming on, Josh. Uh, Do you have anything you want to plug anywhere people can find you online? Stuff like that? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at uh, Bash the Jash. Um, I don't do anything special on there, but uh, you can see me uh, make fun of Republican senators. Nice. Um, I'll shout out my uh, wonderful wife's uh, crochet business, Kobo Pop Shop. Go check it out. It's fucking sick. Uh, and I'll shout out um, shout out my buddy's band, uh, Walled Garden. Uh, I am more of a I'm more of a music person than a movie person. Um, and uh, uh, I made a commentary record. Right, I made a commentary album for an album that didn't exist yet. And then my friend made the album. Um, sick. That's cool. And that, that album is under the band name Walled Garden. It's a joke. It's But it's sick. I, if you like experimental noise music, it's uh, it's a wild ride. Nice. I'll Yeah, I'll absolutely have to check that out because that's a fun concept. 
Uh, as for us, you can find us anywhere at No Highway Pod on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, what have you. You can email us, nohighwaypod at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, if you want to request a movie, if you want to yell at us, if you want to sponsor us, if you're Rob Deerdick, if you're Chevy Chase, whatever. Um, if you're Rob Deerdick and you want to come on and talk about Chevy Chase while we make fun of you. The open invite to Richard Iowate still stands. If you're out there, Richard, um, <laughs> he's not dead. If he's out there, I he's don't not know. What, lost at sea. I don't know what he, he just does. doesn't he know us. I don't know what he does, man. He could be in your walls. <laughs> I I just picture him sitting in like a weird English apartment, staring at a wall, being like, "I can think of the funniest thing if I have absolute silence." So like, if he's out there, I don't know. <laughs> he's out there, all right. Um, tune in next week for, I believe, Violent Night with, yeah, with Percival from Superhero Cinephiles, uh, subject to change depending on recording because scheduling is a pain in the ass at all times. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Remember to rate us, give us reviews on Apple Music and Spotify, tell your friends, subscribe, help us grow. Uh, potato tune in next week for violent night and more snow highway option but for now for snow highway option i've been connor and i've been luke and i've been josh and as always these have been all of our opinions and if you didn't agree with us that is too bad because it's our way no highway highway option option. snow highway option either way snow highway snow highway